You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Utes podcast with an emergency Saturday edition. Hit it. The previously announced national coaching search never even got far enough to get a raspberry shake from Bear Lake as the University of Utah dipped into their own backyard to hire a new head coach. The University of Utah announced early this Saturday morning that they had hired Craig Smith as the new head coach of the men's basketball program. We're going to give you all the information that you need to know about the hire, why it took so long to get to Craig Smith, was he really the first choice or was he the third choice for athletic director Mark Harlan? What does he bring to the table and what to expect as the program moves forward? It's a Saturday emergency edition of the Locked On Utes podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network for March 27th, 2021. It is a great day to be a Ute. Welcome in, my Utah friends and family. Thank you for joining me today on a Saturday. I hope that your disposition is as sunny as the weather outside currently is. As the University of Utah announced the hiring of new head coach Craig Smith. And if you've been listening, you probably got the sense that he was the choice all along for athletic director Mark Harlan. Some of that was information that I'd heard from people. Some of that was just simple deduction on my part and and interpreting the information that I'd heard. But at the end of the day, it feels like the University of Utah got the guy that they wanted all along. He comes from Utah State where he's done a very good job motivating the Aggies and getting them to play play well throughout the Mountain West Conference tournament and, and had NCAA tournament appearances. He's developed an NBA player in Sam Merrill who went off Friday night and has really established his role with the Milwaukee Bucks. There is another future NBA player on the roster currently in Nemeish Keita. I always botch that. Nemeish Keita, um, who is a phenomenal big man, excellent defender out of Portugal. Uh, Smith comes from a program where they won back-to-back conference titles. He's done a very, very good job up there in Logan. And as you saw, if you watched the press conference, he brings an absolute abundance of energy and passion. We'll get to a little bit more of what he brings to the program at after in our next segment. But first, I want to talk a little bit about the timeline of the coaching hire, what went into it, what we know about it. It, it seemed like news had started to leak out late Friday night that Craig Smith was a possibility. Uh, The expectation was that he was going to be hired on Saturday. I think it was important to make this hire as soon as possible uh, for two reasons. One is the players entering the portal and the uneasiness with that. I think it was very important, too, was that the process had really kind of taken a long time. It was 11 days. And I had mentioned when Jake and I had started talking about this initially that I felt like Mark Harlan had had someone in mind from the get-go. And then... I don't know if it was to throw us and the media off the scent or anything like that. We 
dived into Alex Jensen and Johnny Bryant. And it was interesting to hear where that information was coming from. And to me, as I'm interpreting that, it feels like that was very much something that the boosters were invested in is, is getting those former Utes opportunities. I never really felt like Alex Jensen ever wanted the Utah job, especially where he's at with the jazz. And it seems like reports have kind of confirmed that he was, um, I, I don't, I don't think he was. I don't think he's unhappy with the Jazz by any stretch. I think he's in the midst of a championship hunt, and I think that team really does have a realistic opportunity to make a run. And the other part of it too is I think that there's a lot of benefit to the NBA lifestyle that college just doesn't offer, and vice versa. It's there are pluses and minuses, and I think where Alex is currently, he likes being the number one assistant to Quinn Snyder, and I think he likes being able to be here in Utah and and have the time with his family that he does. Yes, the NBA season is a lot longer. Yes, you're on the road more but the time off is also very significant and and that's important to remember uh there aren't nights spent every single every night making recruiting phone calls uh there aren't trips during the off season to aau tournaments and high schools and things like that where you're typically flying commercial and when he's with the jazz he gets to fly private so there are Pluses and minuses to each thing. It just felt like at this point in time, Alex was not considering college in general. And so it did feel very much like it was a service paid to boosters who wanted uh, former alum to run the program. And same with Johnny Bryant. I think Johnny Bryant was definitely interested in the job. I think the way it unfolded, it makes it look like the University of Utah had Craig Smith in their third position. Let's rewind it back a little bit because the Minnesota head coaching job was open. Craig Smith comes from that area. He had to have been interested in the job. He came back and told his team that he wasn't going to take it. He wasn't leaving Utah State at that time. I do believe, and this is just entirely speculation at my point, that he and Mark Harlan had probably had some exchange at that point or even before then regarding the position. And I don't think it's very hard to say to someone, hey, you know, we're intru- we're interviewing some candidates, but we, we regard you very highly. Let's get an interview in. And it could have been that maybe Craig Smith really initially interviewed before all the reports of Alex Jensen and Johnny Bryant. But I think Mark Harlan owed it to boosters and or individuals in in the university atmosphere to interview those guys and it needed to be public and it needed to be known so that when he did choose Craig Smith to be his head coach it was understood that there were options exhausted and so that kind of would explain the reasoning for Smith coming in third, so to speak, but I really do believe that he was likely the first option, and the biggest reason for that is because his name was always very consistently mentioned, maybe not the loudest and maybe not from uh, the widest variety of sources, but it seemed like it was always there throughout the process, and and we did see other names, uh, Joe Pasternak, you know, uh, was one that started coming up towards the end. Um, some other, I, I know that a lot of Utah fans were optimistic that Porter Mosier would take the job. I don't know if that was ever a realistic uh, situation, to be honest with you. Um, so that kind of explains the reasoning for the timing. And, and it does feel like it was an eternity, especially these days where those hirings and, and firings seem to take place in just a matter of days for the Utes to string it out for almost two weeks. Um it feels like a long time. And I think that's evidenced by the fact that players started entering into the transfer portal. Um, That being said, I think Craig Smith is, is likely one of the best choices for the job 
not named Johnny Bryan or Earl Watson, which were my personal choices. And we'll talk about that on the other side here. But if you'd gone to betonline.ag and put some money down on, or excuse me, Skittles down on Craig Smith to be the next head coach at the University of Utah, you'd be double celebrating today. And that's the part about Bet Online that makes it so much fun. They provide odds on a variety of different things, not just sports, but they do have odds on NBA, college basketball, NHL. There's a ton of basketball games going on right now. You can go ahead and place those bets because there are live updates all along. Uh, they update the odds constantly. Props on almost anything you can imagine. We've, we've spoken about Jalen Suggs' odds for being the most outstanding player of the tournament. I think those are probably pretty high. I think that would be a safe bet. I think that Gonzaga probably wins. I would not say that this is me guaranteeing anything. But hey, if you want to take a have some fun and, and take a little bit of a risk, there's no better way to do it than at bet online. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, as I said. And it's the best part about it is it's free to sign up. You just go to the website, you whip out your phone, betonline.ag, and then enter in the promo code locked on as you make your first deposit, and you'll get 50% extra as a welcome bonus on top of that. 50%. So if you put in a thousand, that's an extra 500 bucks that you can go throw around on whatever Pac 12 teams and see if you can make money like Larry Scott has. Go to betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code locked on to get your 50% welcome bonus, and let's start making Skittles. If you watched the press conference with Craig Smith at all, you felt the energy and the passion and the exuberance that he both lives his life with and coaches with. Uh, I was lucky enough to be a producer at 1280 The Zone during the time that Craig Smith had taken over as head coach. So I produced his coach's show. I produced a number of Aggie basketball games. And so while I didn't get to know him intimately like others in the Utah State program, I did get to know him via headset and microphone. And I can tell you this, that is 100% Craig Smith right there that who you got in the press conference and judging by the reactions on twitter his talk about wanting q1 uh quadrant one teams to schedule though the way that he talked about the history of the program i don't think you could have done a better job with winning the press conference and that's the best part about him he is unabashed in his passion his energy he is just always full go uh, no matter what the situation, he, he is a guy that is humble and hungry and a hard worker and just brings so much energy and passion to everything. I, I hope you're getting the theme here. Uh, and as the press conference indicated, he nailed every single point that I think Utah fans have expressed a need for. And coming into a program like this, that's a great start. You're going to need to get off on the right foot. The coaching search has been bumpy. And the best part about Smith is that he's going to be like that every everywhere he goes. And there are shades of, of Jim Boylan there to his exuberance. I don't think he's going to grab a microphone and yell at football games. Uh, hopefully he won't forget his wallet if he goes to lunch with Gordon Monson. But what I do think is that he channels that energy properly and as I watched him evolve as the Aggies head coach one thing that I noticed is that he learned when to use it to its full extent and, and when to rein it in a little bit and I think that really helped his team grow and develop more the other thing about Smith that maybe doesn't come across immediately is how he values relationships with his players 
And you don't get that kind of thing unless you hear him every single week talk about the nuances and the little things about his guys and the excitement that he talks about those things. You can tell that he genuinely cares about his players and and he absolutely cared about the players up at Utah State. And some of those guys were not his recruits and he had every right to uh, not not be cordial or, or or to kind of distance himself from the guys that weren't actually his players that he recruited, but instead he got to work, he he grinded, he he did his best to coach them up, and it paid massive dividends at Utah State. And I think that's really what you get with Craig Smith by comparison. I don't know that he's the most he, – he's, he's a little cheesy, uh, I'll, I'll be honest with it, and, and I don't think that's a bad thing because this state is a little cheesy and, and – Listen, I, I've grown up here. I've lived here most of my life. I am cheesy, as, as everybody who follows me on Twitter knows. The dad jokes and the uh, the shtick is, is very heavy with that kind of thing. And as you've probably listened to on the podcast as well. And so I think that does fit the culture here very well. The other part of it, too, is that he understands what he's dealing with. He's been up in Logan. He knows what Utah is. And he knows how to condition and acclimate his players when they come here from uh, all over the place. And he's demonstrated that in his recruiting. He's... He, uh, Nimi Escreta comes from Brazil. Uh, there are other players on the roster from all over the world. If you look at the Utah State roster, there are players from Australia, from Ukraine, from Poland, from Canada. Uh, I mentioned Keita from Brazil. He's actually from Portugal. Uh, my apologies. Russia, Utah, Oklahoma, Texas. Uh, just an abundance of players from a variety of, of places. And for the most part, the Aggies have had great culture on the inside of the team. And I think that's in very uh, large part to what uh, Craig Smith brings to the table as a head coach. Um, the only, and, and I think these have been fairly consistently pointed out, the the only maybe uh, reservations that Utah fans might might have, and, and I do think that uh, Smith has proven himself a very capable head coach. I think that they're, that folks are going to like the system that he runs. He understands college basketball. He's, he's won at every spot that he's been in, and he does have that ability to grind through things. Now, the, the big concern is going to be, as, as always, are you able to do what is necessary to get the recruiting done at the University of Utah? And we saw that Larry Kruskoviak either wasn't able or wasn't willing to do that. Um, Craig Smith will have to overcome those same obstacles in recruiting to be able to get players at the University of Utah. I think at a program like Utah State, you can develop and you can grow players. I think at a program like Utah, where you have immense talent in the Pac-12, it's going to be about more than just building a good team. You've got to get talented players in there. And you've got to find a way to keep enough guys moving through the pipeline. You didn't see a ton of transfers out of Utah State. But again, he was only there for two years, so it's hard to really gauge exactly how much uh, turnover the program would have had if he stayed on board. But the recruiting aspect is is definitely something to pay attention to. But he will definitely jump into that with both feet, with the same kind of passion and energy that he has elsewhere. He's a very sincere man. He does genuinely care about people. And I think that was something that was very important to a lot of people surrounding the Utah program. I think it's one reason why he's endeared himself to Utah fans almost immediately. That and you know mentioning everything that he needed to mention in the press conference right off the bat. Um, the other part about Smith that as I watched his development, uh, he did get a lot better at 
the growth aspect and in, in, in terms of his relationship with the players and developing them as individuals. At times, it did feel like he tried to shoehorn the passion and energy that he coaches and lives with in, into the program a little bit too much rather than building around the player strengths. I think that's as coaches grow, they develop and evolve. I think that's a very positive sign. I think we've seen it with Kyle Whittingham. If you took Kyle Whittingham, that was the head coach at Utah when he first took over for Urban Meyer and placed him next to the head coach of uh, placed him next to the head coach Kyle Whittingham right now, it's two completely different people. We see Whittingham loves analytics. Whittingham talks about going for it on fourth down. New Whittingham, I should say. Uh, New Whittingham understands the importance of the throw game, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, some habits do die hard as he harps on interceptions and whatnot, but we're seeing more and more evolution from him, and I do believe the same thing will happen with Craig Smith as he gets to Utah, as he gets conditioned to what they need there, the atmosphere, everything like that. I do believe that he'll evolve with it. There were times that this Utah State team seemed to lull a little bit this past season. Uh, They were absolutely gangbusters when the year started, and then they had a layoff, lost a couple games, and that's always going to be a concern is how do you keep the ebb and flow of your team consistent? I think passionate, energetic coaches can sometimes push their teams up a little bit too much for some games, and, and so as younger players that are not conditioned to managing their energy Perhaps they can get a little too high and a little too low at times. I think a good example of that would be Bronco Mendenhall and the transition from Mendenhall to Kalani Sataki, how BYU seems to be a lot more even-keeled. I know, Utah fans, you hate me talking about this. I get it. But this is just the comparison, right? And so Smith will have to be very on top of that in terms of managing the program and making sure those, those dips and lulls don't get away from the University of Utah, especially early on, because the Pac-12 is tough. And it, it is the kind of place where if kids get down on themselves and, and feel some the, the effects of losing consistently, it can really uh, get away from a program and from a coach quickly, as we saw with Larry Kriskoviak. I think it's a great example there. The, the one counter to that, I would say, is that Smith brings an incredible amount of positivity and the ability to relate to the modern players. I think I mentioned to a friend of mine that I felt Larry was more Jerry Sloan and Craig Smith is more Quinn Snyder in terms of a little bit more modern and and relational. Uh, And I think that will eventually come to the surface. And all this I say just because Utah fans are excited right now and they feel as though this is the hire and things are going to change around immediately. Give Coach Smith time. Let's not flip the buses and burn all the vans after the first loss. Or if he goes 500 in his first season, give him some time to build the culture and build, uh, build the style and program style of program that he wants. Give him some time to adapt to recruiting at a P5 level in one of the most talent laden conferences in the country. Give him the opportunity to grow into his role, and I think that it will be very, very successful for the University of Utah and for Utah fans all over the place. We're almost down to the flavorful four in the Built Bar Madness on the road to the championship, and wouldn't you know, if you'd asked the Brown Bear what flavors were going to advance, he probably would have picked cookies and cream, cookie dough chunk, mint brownie, and coconut brownie chunk. And that's almost exactly where we're sitting. We're just waiting for final results right now on Coconut Brownie Chunk, but I have a good feeling that it's going to win. But predicting the winner of 
Built Bar Madness is second only to the benefits that come with the bar itself. It is the best tasting protein bar on the market, under 200 calories, usually more than 18 grams of protein, five grams or less of sugar. It is keto friendly. It is the best way to snack and satisfy your sweet craving while trying the variety of flavors. The Churro Puff is great if you haven't tried that yet. They're currently running a special for the White Chocolate Raspberry, which I've tried as well. It's delicious. I know that there are other flavors that are coming out, so you best subscribe there at BuiltBar.com. When you go, use the promo code LOCKEDON15 as you're completing your purchase. Whether you go with a variety pack or pick an individual flavor, you can get 15% off with that promo code LOCKEDON15, all one word. And then it's the most exciting feeling in the world when those Built Bars show up on your doorstep. So go enjoy yourself. Satisfy those cravings with a healthy option with Built Bar and get built. Wrapping up an emergency episode of... The Locked On Utes podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network with the news that Craig Smith was hired as the head basketball coach of the men's basketball program at the University of Utah. I want to talk a little bit about what to expect. As I previously mentioned, we need to give Coach Smith some time to figure out what it is. He's already met with the players. He's asked them what they need. And now what he's going to have to do is he's going to have to assemble his staff. And I think those are going to be critical decisions. He's got assistants that have come with him previously at Utah State will he bring them down to fulfill and satisfied roles at the University of Utah will he retain Henry Martinez in some quality former coach Larry Kraskoviak was obviously very loyal to his assistants taking good care of Tommy Connor uh, bringing in Donnie Daniels to to play a role and so it'll be interesting to see what Smith decides with the previous staff. He did mention in the press conference that he would meet with them and make those decisions. He will absolutely need to bring in a nice recruiter. I know a lot of Utah fans are very uh, hopeful that Chris Burgess will come back to the program. I think Burgess was likely excited by the uh, pro prospect of coaching with Alex Jensen so it'll remain to be seen if he maintains that excitement for Craig Smith and it'll also be interesting to see what Smith decides in terms of his staff because that's going to be a critical part as this program needs to reload and rebuild not only do they need to re-recruit kids back to the program we know that Riley Batten is in the portal we know that Timmy Allen is in the portal and Jordan Kellier as well maybe Smith reaches out to Lahat and, and tries to rebuild the relationship there. Uh, I know Utah fans are optimistic that, that Nimi will come from Utah State. I would caution against that. He already went to the NBA Combine last year. I do believe that he is very set on going to the NBA this year. He had an absolute monster season in the Mountain West, and I do think that he has a very high opportunity to not only be an NBA draft pick, but be an NBA rotational player. Guys that are his size that play defense the way he does, they're just hard to find, especially the way that he moves. And so as much fun as it would be to speculate on who he would bring with him, I doubt that that Nimi is the guy that he brings to down from Utah State. He even mentioned it uh, in the press conference as well that that, that was the direction that um, Nimi was headed was for the NBA. Another possible candidate to watch uh, is South Dakota wing Stanley Umude. Uh, entered the portal. He's a guy in all summit selection, averaged 22 points, seven boards, and three assists last season. He's in the portal. It does seem like that Smith has had some contact, if not being the primary recruiter, when uh, Stanley was recruited to South Dakota. 
be interesting to see who else he goes through and, and he has to go through the portal. He absolutely has to rebuild this team through the portal because there are guys that are going to be exiting the program, uh, especially if he decides not to retain Henry Martinez or Chris Jones. I do not expect Ian Martinez to hang around, nor do I expect Ryland Jones to do the same if their dads don't have jobs. It's really hard to do that, but I could be wrong. This is stuff where I'm completely speculative on. So he'll need to rebuild through the portal if those decisions are made. And he's shown in the past that he's willing to go do that. Uh, the other aspect of this, too, is is just he'll have to hound the recruiting trail locally. I think uh, Colin Chandler is an absolute must-get. Uh, he'll have to decide on Jackson Kohler if he's the type of big man that he wants to have in the program. I think it probably is. And so those two local kids will be a key part of the 2022 class. Uh, and he'll also need to find some athletic wings. It's It's a new era in the Pac-12, and you have to have some guys that are 6'8", 6'9", with some bounce that can defend even on the perimeter and, and get some shooting absolutely into the program as well. We'll see who decides to stay. I don't think that Brandon Carlson will be exiting. I am unsure about Mickey Yontanen. Uh, I doubt that Pella Larson will leave. Uh, someone, Pella, if you Google his hometown, it basically looks like uh, Utah with a beach. So I think he's pretty comfortable and confident here. And, you know, Craig Smith has shown his ability to recruit and build a relationship with foreign players. And that's really, really important because Utah isn't going to be the immediate destination until they start winning. So that's the expectations as far as the to-do list, so to speak. I also think a big part about it is as the season comes up, he's got to find some way to drum up some excitement immediately. I think the press conferences will help. I think as Utah fans get to know him, that'll help. But landing some big fish recruiting-wise would absolutely motivate fans to buy up all those seats behind the curtain. I know that's a big topic of, of debate and, and disappointment with Utah fans as well. And so that's his, his timeline, so to speak, for the next few days. Get your staff established. Make sure you're recruiting the right guys back to the program that you like. I love that he met with the players and asked them directly, what do they need? I think that's a great way to go about it. You make them feel like they're a part of the program. Again, I've I've expressed this over and over throughout the pod. His ability to relate and connect with, with people is probably a better skill set, in my opinion, than the energy and the passion that he talks with at his press conferences. And I think that Utah fans will get to know that very well. So... That's it for today. I appreciate you tuning in on a Saturday with this emergency breaking news regarding Craig Smith being hired as the uh, head coach of the program at the University of Utah uh, men's basketball team. We'll have more news, notes, and updates throughout the week back on Monday. Jake and I together, so you won't have to listen to my gravelly voice drone on and on and on throughout 30 minutes worth of podcasting. Until Monday, folks, stay well, be well, do well. This has been the Locked On Utes podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network for March 27th, 2021, and we'll talk to you next week.